you know, I, I'll tell you where I stand and you might not like it. Okay. And that, and I get it. Okay. But that's, that's who I am and I'm not going to change that. So I try to, that's, so that's, 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 that's called being true to yourself. to the Isle of Misfits, the place where we own our awkward and learn to love our fellow misfits, who's doing the same, by the way. I am your humble host and chief misfit, Nancy Carmichael, and it always amazes me when amazing people say yes to the invitation to join us for a little chat here on the podcast. And then it's even more amazing when those amazing people come back. So you know where I'm leading with this uh, on this. Um, Today, we get to welcome back someone who I'm really excited to talk to again. Someone who, in my opinion, sets an example for knowing what you believe, why you believe it, and having the courage to stand up for what you believe. His name is David DiPietro. He is a member of the New York State Assembly, and he's here on the line with me right now. So welcome back to the aisle, David. I'm honored to be back on the island of misfits, and uh, and I'm happy to be one myself. So thank you for having me, Nancy. Well, as you know, I'm thrilled to have you here. I was thrilled to have you here the last time, and now you're back. So I'm, again, not going to question these things. I just take it as the favor of God. So um, I'm really glad <laughs> to have you back. And, yeah, and you know, when we say misfit here, we say it, it's really as a as a... It's a badge of honor because you know, you and I are both Christians. Not everybody who listens to this is a Christian. That's okay. We hey, everyone's welcome. But you know, the Bible says that we're kind of like strangers. We're kind of like foreigners in a foreign land. So, so in a way, everyone who calls on the name of Jesus is a type of a misfit. And there's other types of misfits too. But but I think that's a pretty good title to have. I do too, and that. Uh it's funny that being a Bible believer and trying to do the right thing, okay, and standing up for those principles makes us a misfit now in today's world. That's, uh, but that's the way uh, Jesus told us it was going to happen, and that's what the Bible tells us is going to happen. That, you know, it's funny, I got attacked the other day from a national media person because of my stand on, on family and on how, you know, I, I think the family is, a, is, is and which mentions in the Bible in Genesis, the first chapter, uh, that's one of the most important things in, our, in the world is, is our family. And uh, now we're watching the powers to be want to take away the family. They don't want anything to do with the family. They don't want you to have a mother and a father, and they don't even want you to have kids. So it's, it's, a, it's a crazy situation, and we're... You know, we're just fighting this every day, but uh, I'm happy to be on the on the misfit side of that. That so, <laughs> I hope that. Nice. Uh, nice. You know. Well, yeah, yeah, and and here's the thing: when you're saying that, you're saying, "Oh, they're attacking for family." Well, everybody loves family. Who doesn't love family? But I think, as I hear it anyway, family family's not the problem. I think the ambiguity of it is the problem. Right? We love sort of right now. Ambiguity is is the best friend of of safety right because well you're okay saying family until you start to define well what is a family that's where we get into trouble right because everyone can agree as long as no one's defining what terms mean that's exactly right well they've dumbed down all the terms to the point where uh you you when the baby's born uh it's very obvious biologically it's only going to be a boy or a girl but uh, according to other people now that you don't have to make it a boy or a girl and you can let them decide years later and, or you can decide and, and it just, uh, to me, that doesn't make any sense. Plus it, it's, this whole thing is, uh, it's, it's just evolving down a, down a spiraling hole right now. And, uh, we have to climb out of it and, uh, and bring some common sense back into this, you know, because it's, a uh, you know, when I see that uh, men now can have babies, and they say it with a straight face and put it on the front page of the newspapers that a man can have a baby. I think, I think worldwide, I think seven men have had babies all this year. So I think that's, we're in a, we're in a new era. 
You know, all right, so i got a couple of thoughts going through my mind right now. Um, let's see if I can put them into one thought that makes sense. You know, there's that old Aesop's fable, right? Um, I think it's Aesop. The, um, no, maybe it's not Aesop. Anyway, the one about the emperor having no clothes. That was him, right? Maybe Hans Christian Andersen did a, um, he might have done a revision of it. But, you know, the whole idea of you can't call it out because if you call it out, even though everybody is kind of on the same page, you're you're take you know you're taking your life into your hands in many cases by calling out what you see as true or what you don't see, and I think that's kind of where we are right now because safety has become king, right? Everything about this past two years of all of our lives has been about staying safe, stay safe, stay safe, stay safe. And who doesn't want to be safe? We don't want to be haphazard. We don't want to take reckless risks. However, I think we've made a little bit of, I want to say idol, that sounds like a strong word, but I think, I think we have. I think we've made an idol out of safety to the point where we're compromising even our own common sense. But you're, you're correct. But in the last two years, while we've, you know, mask up, be safe, but yet defund the police, uh, so that criminals can can get out and get uh, get back on the streets, and then um, I don't need to go into the millions of stories. I mean, literally, of, of of criminals who have gone out and committed crimes literally within two three hours of getting back out on the streets. Uh, people that should have been locked up that have gone out and murdered other people, and it's been uh, it's I, I get all the updates. So it's it's a it's a it's again it's. This is uh, this is communism. This is liberalism. This is what they want, um, and they're getting it. And we're unfortunately most of us are paying the price for it. And if you call out against it, you're a homophobe, bigot, racist. Racist is racist is not. I can tell you right now, racist is a non-existent term. It's been overused so much. On the left, no matter what you do, you're a racist now. If you don't agree with their agenda, you're just a racist. If you don't believe in you know, gay marriage or something, you're a racist. Okay, it just so that term has just been so overused that that uh, a lot of my compatriots don't even believe it, listen to it anymore because it doesn't hold any water anymore. So they got to right. come up with a better argument. Right. Well, when meaning loses its meaning, right, we're in trouble because yeah, when words do have meanings. But when we, when we water them down to the point where they've just become so ambiguous it can mean anything, then it really doesn't have meaning anymore. And I think that's kind of what I'm hearing you say. And, you know, the thing is, um, oh, I hope I don't lose my train of thought. Um, oh, boy, I did lose my train of thought. So, all right, here's the thing. We're, I'll, I'll come back to it in a minute. But, all right, so we've just, we've just kind of jumped right in. We've skipped over the stupid game. So, um, you know, we're getting pretty intense <laughs> here. So, so, in fact, maybe... Well, we're about the game. Yeah, all right. So, actually... We always play the game. Yeah, let's play the game. Actually, I, I have a real easy one, real quick, real easy. Um, it's not even... There's no wrong answer because you're going to just tell me whatever you want to tell me and it'll be right. So, last time I quizzed you on the day or the year you were born. So, today... We're going to home in on your, your hometown, right, of East Aurora, right? You're in East Aurora, New York. Correct. Okay, okay so Buffalo, right? yeah, a suburb of Buffalo, quaint little town. So here's what I'm going to do. I was going to give you, like, true, false facts, weird facts about East Aurora, but instead, this is going to be so easy, I want you to tell me one of your favorite things about East Aurora, and if it's a weird fact, all the better. Uh, one of my favorite things, i got a number of favorite things, but... I like, well, let's start with this. I like a little restaurant right outside the, the town here that has, uh, it's a motorcycle. It's a little, it only serves breakfast and it, it's a very conservative little restaurant called Kips and it's, uh, uh, it's all motorcycles and Johnny Cash. So when you walk in, all Johnny Cash albums all over the walls and all motorcycles and uh, Orange County Choppers. I brought uh, Paul senior from the Orange County Chopper Show. He's a friend of mine. I brought him East Aurora a couple times. We always go to breakfast there. Uh, it's a great little spot. So that's that's one, That's one. the first thing I love about East Aurora. All right. So shout out to Kips. All motorcycles, all Johnny Cash, all the time. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's great. And you've lived there for how long? I've lived there all my life, 60 years. All your life. Okay, so I, you know it well. 
you know it well. You could be a docent when you retire. Do tours of these. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we want you to retire anytime soon. And that's, all right, so that was short and sweet. And you know what? I don't know. I don't think I did this because I've taken lately, I ran out of mugs because I used to send people a mug. But now I'm just sending some random, something random from my home. Um, so, yeah. So maybe I'll do that for you. Something random from the Carmichael household to you. Oh, boy. It won't, okay. be, yeah, won't be flammable or dangerous in any way. Um, <laughs> Salt and pepper shakers are always nice, right? <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've been known to send cans of mushroom soup in the past, but it'll be something better than that. Um, so, all right, but speaking of not retiring, uh, let's, let's, just, let's just jump back in because you are a New York State Assembly person. And here's where I want to start, okay? Well, let's see where we go from here. So some of our listeners are from New York State. Some are. A lot aren't. But I think because New York State is such a flashpoint for what's going on in the country, I think it's good to know, kind of get an inside scoop, what's going on in New York State that we should be, uh, that we should know, that we should be thinking about. Um, well, getting to tonight, I want to just start out and say, look, New York, New York State, especially New York City, is a race to the bottom right now. Okay, not just bail reform and all, everything else. Uh, uh, it's a one-party rule, and the one party is dominated by New York City, and the one party is communist. Uh, they are electing communists left and right, and I mean that sincerely. I think there's about 17 assembly Democrat assembly people who are registered now. Out of a, there's 150, there's 107 Democrats. Out of 150, they have supermajority. Uh, and I think there's about 17 now who are registered with the Communist Party in the United States um, and run on that platform. Now, they control it. So all the other Democrats are lockstep with them. All the bills that are being proposed right now every day are all have leftist leanings, and, and some are actually downright communist. Okay, me, so, and the people... Right, let me just pause right there because I want to ask. So 17 registered communists now. What was the time frame, like... Can we go back 10 years and that wasn't the case? Five years? Like, when when did this happen? Uh, four years ago, there was only one. Charles Barron from New York City. So, he was okay, a so former, former Black Panther. He was one. And now, okay. uh, the, the in the last two elections, uh, the far left, the AOC, AOC has run herself, has run over 15 candidates of her own from her staff and from uh, the she supports that are all leftists. And uh, and she's won, I think, eleven or twelve of them now. She's she's trying to take over the assembly and senate in the state, and um, and she's doing a good job of it. And but not that there's only so many. The fact is, they control everything that goes on. So it's it's totally flipped. It's we've really uh, they've wiped out all the moderate Democrats. They've taken them out, and uh, it's really a different ballgame up there. It used to. It's just a different ballgame. It used to be, even when I got in nine years ago, uh, I worked across the aisle all the time. And now, in just in nine years, where there were a few staunch leftists that were a little unruly, now it seems that's the, most of the, uh, the majority now. They're, they're, they're very, very angry, it just seems. It seems and, and here's the thing, Nance. The Democrats have supermajority in New York State. They control the Assembly, the Senate, the governorship by supermajority in both houses, so they get everything they want. None of our bills ever make it to the floor, haven't in years, just theirs. And so now they're, it's, it's a, like I said, it's a race to the bottom with all these communist bills. And you would think that they would be happy. They're getting, there's, there's no opposition. They've shut the opposition down. Right. We get what we ask for. They're very, they're very angry. And I, and I tell people, <laughs> because nothing makes them happy. There's one thing that makes them happy without getting uh, too deeply, and that's Jesus Christ. You know, it's, it's, it's your belief, it's your faith system, which they don't have. So no matter what they do, they get everything they want, and they're still surly, unruly. And a perfect example is we have no say as a Republican. We know there's only 43 of us. So our vote doesn't mean anything, and yet they... They took away our debate time last month. They just changed the rules after 50, 60 years. They said, we don't want you to debate as much. So they cut all our times to debate. So, and, so uh, it used to be... And with no reason. Yeah, so you, 
it used to be at least they would tolerate you. All right, we'll let them have their say, and we're going to do what we want anyway. But now, even that is not the case anymore. That's right. And now, and when we debate, uh, they get you know the thing is, it, it, we we can debate them for a few hours, right? And then the bill passes. It's automatic because they've got the votes. It's not. It's not even a question. So why would you get upset? They tell their own, they tell their own members just sit down, shut up, right. let the let the few Republicans who want to speak on it speak, and then it'll pass. Right, but now it's, it's not, that, yeah, it just sounds like it's a formality. Well, why waste time? We know how this is going to go, so let's just um, you know not even let's not even entertain it. So all right, now I'm I'm going to ask you kind of a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it because. I know there's people, you know, I don't know, you know, the, the demographic age, you know, maybe we don't have real young people, but I know there's people that are like, well, hey, what is so wrong about communism? Are you just name calling? I mean, come on, you know, maybe, maybe it's not such a bad idea. Maybe, maybe we've never really done it right. So I want, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to ask you, what, what's so wrong? What's so bad about communism? <laughs> it takes away all of your liberty, your individual freedom, your decision-making, your ability to achieve, your rugged individualism, your ability to go out and make the best that you can be of yourself. Okay, it tries, uh, communism tries to equal the field for everybody, which never works. It tries to put quotas on things, tries to make people all fit one box where people don't fit one box. Uh, and uh, it's 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 just a bad. It always has been. It's all every communist system always ends up on the trash heap of history. Right. Right. Okay. But unfortunately, that's uh, uh, people's nature. Human nature is to control other people. Communism is very controlling. Obviously, you tell people what you want them, and we get this in the country now. You, you tell people what you want them to hear. You direct the narrative, and then you tell people. Uh, uh, what you want them to think and how you want them to think and how you want them to act. And we've got that now with our social media. You know, look at the, I, I just, I still blows my mind that on a, on a, in a free country, a social media platform will censor and block a president of the United States. Okay. From, right. from speaking his mind. Right. <laughs> we have the right of first amendment is the right of free speech, but yet, no, you can't, uh, you want to, and, and especially now with Google, in Facebook and all these other places, you criticize the government, you criticize the vaccination, you criticize what's going on with COVID, and you're blocked. Right. I mean, really, you don't have the right to criticize. You don't have the right. You're not doing anything harmful. You're not doing anything that's that's threatening. You're stating your opinion, and and you're told, and you're you're shut up and blocked, and uh, and it's it's amazing what we have going on. But that's and they want that. This is what they want. Mm-hmm. And this is what they get. Well, and so we're, we're, yeah. This brings us back to the theme of um, of safety, really, because uh, all those things that you just said, what they have in common is we, as the people who are in power, need to protect you from what we think is harmful information. We feel threatened by this information. Therefore, we don't want you to have access because we don't trust you to sort through it and think for yourself. Therefore, we need to be the arbiters of truth, which is why we're seeing all the censorship and all the canceling. Um, and, and people, whatever they believe in in my opinion, whether you're left, right, or anywhere in between, we should be really concerned about that because today it might be, you know, the progressives or the communists or whatever calling the shots, and you're okay with it. But what if tomorrow it's the other side and they're calling all the shots and censoring you? And and I don't believe it would be that way if the tables were turned, but... It's the principle rather than the the worldview. The principle of let people find out for themselves, because that that's probably the most fundamental freedom that we have is the freedom to to think for ourselves and have information. Mm-hmm. That's and I was just in Florida. We were talking earlier. I was in Florida for a couple weeks, and uh, and 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 I go there occasionally. And uh, what a difference! I mean, I just, it was just stark. And I talked to a lot of people, the stark difference, uh, just from New York state to Florida, it's black and white. It's, it's amazing. The contrast down up here, down in Florida, people are striving to be better. Uh, the it's open, it's free. People are, 
uh, going about their business. And up here, when I came home, it just hit me that people are, uh, they're looking out. They're trying to just hold on to what they have in New York State. They're watching people left and right uh, leave this state. You know, every, every year we average about 200 plus thousand people leaving New York. And this has been going on for over 25 years. Okay. So that's, and that's, those are census numbers. How many did and, you say are leaving? About 200,000. Okay. Okay. From 2000 to 2010, the census showed us losing 2.2 million. That's 220,000 per year. Mm-hmm. Now the actual number was a little bit more because we influxed, uh, about 600,000 permanent welfare on top of that. So we actually lost more people who had, who had left, but the, the people that came in, okay? And then in 2010 to two, till now, up until the pandemic, we were about 1.8 million, about 180,000. The pandemic hit, and uh, lo and behold, New York City became a ghost town. People were fleeing, and our governor and Letitia James at the time, all of a sudden, we're sending out a uh, long story, but the, the numbers were fudged on the census where they said we hardly lost anybody. Now, uh, you know, year after year, we have all the numbers from not just the different states like Florida uh, tracking the influx from New York, but uh, the moving companies. And, right. uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. So, yeah, so, and even, so I'm just going back. But, yeah, we're averaging about 200,000 a year we lose. 200,000, So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. So yeah. people here just always looking over their shoulder they want as long as they have their job they're scared and that's one thing i'm, I'm trying to do and instead of being negative I'm, I'm working with a couple friends of mine and we're going to start traveling the state and just hold little meetings and, and, and it's called strive for more and telling people look it's time to get back to normal time to get your mojo back time to expect more from you yourself from your neighbor from your government and say look we want we want we want to get back to normal i want to Thrive. I want my kids to do better here. We want more from from our government. We want more from my county and my town, and from ourselves. We're expecting it, and we want to get get people want to build them up and say, "Look, this pandemic's almost over. Let's get back and let's get back to our our normal selves, and let's get back to what we are and being the best we can." Well, let me tell you what I love about that. So there's so much. Okay. So first of all, yeah, this thing about the mass exodus. I, yeah, we all know that, right? We, we don't even need a census because everybody who lives in New York knows somebody who's left for this reason or that reason, especially these past two years. Um, and, you know, as we were we were speaking before we, we started recording, you know, I will admit, like, I thought, oh, because I live in New York State, and I love New York State for so many reasons, but yeah, there's it's like, oh, Florida's looking pretty good. Um, and yet, what's interesting is, you know, here you are, you know, you're, you're here, like, you know, you are, you are, we've talked about this in the past that, you know, you, I, I see you as not the lone voice in the wilderness, but certainly you are one of the voices in the midst of just so much opposition that you're standing up for freedom. You're standing up for for the rights of individuals, right? Not just for Christian rights, but the rights of every single person to have a say, to have a voice, to make their own choices in New York State. And I mean, I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. So thank you for that. And and it's the example that you're setting because with so many people leaving, who does that leave left? You know, somebody's got to stay. Somebody's got to strive for more, as you said. You know, and I actually know somebody who's moving from Florida to New York, and we've we've talked about it. It's like you know, it, it's like that uh, comparison to the people that you know run away from the burning building, and but the firefighters run to the burning building because there's something they're worth saving. Right. That's that's that's. I appreciate you putting it that way. I, I just, uh, I feel that God's put me in a certain position and he's asked me to, you know, to, to be a voice for some people. And that's what I'm trying to do. Just, uh, uh, be a voice, just trying to stay true to my values. That's the one thing I've always done. I've tried to, I don't compromise in Albany, uh, too many, I see too many of my compatriots and too many other people, uh, they get into, well, you know, I'll do this or I'll do that. If that makes sense. 
I don't want to do that. I'm going to stand on the Constitution and on your liberty. I'm going to stand on your ability and your right to do things that you've always been able to do, uh, to say what you want to say, whether I like it or not, but you have that freedom. And uh, that's, that's, I just try and stand on the Constitution, and, that's, and I hope that that's, uh, that's enough for people because once you start compromising, you go down a slippery slope, and you lose your own integrity. And I've watched too many... I've lost so many, so much respect for a lot of politicians because I just don't, uh, I don't have any respect for them because they just compromise their values all the time, uh, and I can't, I can't. That just drives me crazy. When if you stand for something, stand for it. You know, I look at our governor is a perfect example. She, she represented me years ago. She was the clerk in my county, and then she was the congressman when I got elected. So she was, I, you know, she was my congresswoman. And she was an A on Second Amendment NRA rights. She was pro-life. Uh, she she she, and then she totally flopped on everything hmm. to be for political expediency. I mean, I just can't have any respect for someone who does that. Don't sit there and tell me you're pro-life, and then all of a sudden uh, to to become a Democrat and to get what you want in that party, you become pro-full-term abortion. Don't tell me you believe in the Second Amendment. Okay, and then and then for political expedience in another party, you you want to confiscate everyone's firearms. It just you know you just you know she sticks her finger in the air and wherever it blows, that's where she goes. And I have no respect for that. I'm sorry, you, I can't. You can't. How can anyone trust anyone like that? You can never. If she tells me the sky is blue, I'm going to put everything down. I'm going to stop and I'm going to look up for myself and look at it. Yeah, yeah, which is what we should all do anyway. But you know what? All right, so here's what I, here's what I'm thinking on this. That it's yeah, that's pretty obvious. You know, the people that are in the limelight, the governor, like yourself. You know, people that are that are representing us, and they've put themselves. You know, you put yourself in that position. So yeah, so it's it's real easy for me to say, yeah, you're right. She's a compromiser. She's a waffler, and and it sounds like it's true. But I I I gotta you know Holy Spirit always comes after me and you know it's so tempting isn't it it's so tempting when when influence is on the line powers on the line even being liked is on the line and here i am so i think everything you said is is right and i agree with you and yet i think i, I also have to keep in mind well in my little life that not a lot of people are looking at where do i do that where do I compromise? You know, even if it's uh, social media or Instagram, you know, it's like, I want to be liked. So am I motivated to be liked, you know, to get the little dopamine thing where somebody likes what you're doing on social media or gives you that affirmation or maybe gives you, you know, something that you wouldn't get unless you compromise a little bit. And I, I think a lot of us are there whether we want to think about it or admit it or not. Do you know what I'm saying? I do, but uh, the, you don't compromise your core values. I believe in right. Jesus. I believe in God. I believe in God. I believe in in in, uh, in a lot of this. Uh, you know, I believe in the Bible. Okay, and there's nothing you can do or offer me in this life that's going to make me change those beliefs. Right. Okay. So that's just, and that's why I try to tell people in my district. You know, I just, look. You may you may not like me. I get it. Maybe I'm not. Uh, liberal enough, you know, uh, Democrats or liberals, whatever, whoever, that, that, that there's a lot of them that, that support me because I stand on my values, and there's a lot of them that hate me, and I get it, okay? But one thing they've never said was, uh, I capitulated. I've never compromised. They've never said, oh, gee, he flip-flopped on this. Gee, you can't trust him on this, you know? I, I'll tell you where I stand, right. and you might not like it, okay? And, and I get it, okay? But... That's that's who I am, and I'm not going to change that. So I try to. That's, so that's 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 called being true to yourself, uh, having core beliefs that you believe in. You know, and I and I understand in today's world, there's a lot of people who don't have a lot of core beliefs. They really maybe they don't have enough knowledge on some of these things that they that has impressed and impregnated them to a point where they uh, you know where they feel strongly about it. And I get it, but 
you know, there's 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 a lot of things that just if you if you ask me a direct question, I'm going to give you a direct answer. Yeah, and you know, and like I, I know it probably sounds ridiculous to you to commend you for that because uh, it just it's a given for you, right? You, I know what I believe, so I act on it, and that's really how it should be. And yet you just hit on something, you know. I agree with you. I, I think there are a lot of people that really don't know what they believe. So their core belief is do the thing that gets you liked. Do the thing that is expedient for you right now. And what a, what a kind of, that's kind of a, a vapid existence really because there's, there's no certainty in it. Right. Um, all right. So you know who likes you. You know who doesn't like you. You know who you know the people that hate you and the people that 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 are that are opposed to you. But when you live this way, you never know who's on your side because you don't know what side you're on. And again, I I, I agree with you. I think if you know what you believe, you stand on yeah, it, right? I, I, yeah. Charles Barron, who's a devout communist in the assembly. Okay. I actually get along with Charles very well, and uh, and people just they just freak out about that. And Charles, when I had my wife up there a few years ago, she came to visit with my daughter, and Charles comes over, right, and he says, "I want to meet you. You know, I have so much respect for you." And he says, and "This is a, this is a devout communist." He says, "I respect your husband more than anyone in this assembly." And my wife looked at him. She goes, "Really?" And he says more than most of my Democrat compatriots. And she, her jaw dropped. She said, really? he goes, and you know why? He goes, me and your husband don't agree on hardly anything. And we have total different philosophies. But your husband's one of the only ones that stands up for what he believes and never compromises. Because yeah. I respect that. And there you go. And that's coming from a devout communist. You know, Charles Barron, funny guy. You know, don't agree with him. Obviously, on philosophical, all on philosophies. But, uh, you know, I have great debates with Charles because he's firm in what he believes in. So we can go back and forth, you know, and, 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 and espouse our, both our views, but not take it personally. And, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's a, and that's the way it should be in the assembly and Senate. That's the way it should be in politics, but unfortunately yeah, it's not. in life, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah because... Exactly. Yeah, it reminds me, you know, I think it's in the Bible somewhere where God talks about, hey, you're not hot, you're not cold, you're lukewarm, I have no use for you. You know, so believe something. Right. It doesn't mean that what you believe is even right in the end, because that's a whole other subject, right? There is such a thing as right and wrong. There is such a thing as truth. But but even within that context, it's like, hey, you know what? Pick a side, pick a stand, and then stand. But I, I really think, whether it's politics or whether it's just everyday people like myself, this is one of the largest battlegrounds where we don't even begin to know what we really believe, by and large. You know, And um, that's why people like you are becoming more and more anomalous, right? Because, oh, yeah, I don't like anything that he has to say, but at least he sticks by it. Yeah. Yep, I hope that help people uh, appreciate that. But you know, that's politics is very fickle, so you have to, you know, just like I said, the only thing I can do is stand on what I believe in, and uh, and and that's when I leave here, when I leave this earth, or when I leave, I, I want to leave with my integrity. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to look back and uh, and regret, you know, well, I compromised here and there on these issues for political expediency. I've never done it. So that's that's just who I am. You know. We do says more about what we believe than even the words that come out of our mouth. And that's that's kind of what I'm hearing. Right. Well, you know what? It's it's for me it's 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 um which if you knew me fifteen, twenty years ago, my friends <laughs> you know I, I try to base everything now, I, I, you know, as much as we all fail, I try to uh, look at it from a biblical perspective, you know. I want to do what's right. I want to do what's right for most of the people. I want to do make sure that they have the opportunity to succeed, okay? They have the free will to make those decisions because that's what God gave us free will. And I want to make sure everybody else has that. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people on the other side who want to take away that free will, who, 
okay, who don't uh, who don't believe in it. They believe they believe in big government and government controls every aspect of your life, right. and that's just uh, that's a uh, that takes away the human spirit and human will to to achieve, and that's that's just that's the epitome of 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 everything that's wrong or it could be wrong. It's when you take away people's ability and their desire. Okay, that's that's you've watched that in history. That's just been uh, you know yeah, revolution. Well. Never ever turns out well. And and you yeah. know just and speaking to that, so it seems like you know it doesn't necessarily even take a whole lot of like avowed believers, you know, because you talk about right, you're uh, juxtaposing yourself against Charles Barron, you know, totally different worldviews, but you both really believe what you believe. And as we said, not a lot of people, there's a lot of people in the middle, like if you look at it as a bell graph, right, there's a lot of people in that middle. Um, and he, here's here's what it makes me think, it's, it, it doesn't, you know, all it takes is a few people that are really passionate to move the masses one way or the other and that's that's kind of where we are right now because i think the majority, New York we are, yeah. yeah yeah because you know when you look at majority right and you know i don't have data to back this up but i but i still think i don't think i'm wrong about this i don't think the majority of people are extreme one way or the other but if you have, you know, it's, it's the vocal minority, right? It's just, it's the squeaky wheels. It's the people that, that know how to use narrative and the media and whatever to get their message out. That's, and people don't even necessarily have to believe it, but they'll go along with it if it's expedient for their lives. That's right. That's correct. That's how it works. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yeah. But here you are, and again, you know, so so grateful that you're you're out there, and you're not you're not taking polls, right? You're not putting your your finger into the air, um, going which way the wind blows. So, you know, and I was going to ask you this earlier, but I think you already answered it. You know, when when you're in this kind of a climate where there's just so much a barrage of you know, just pick an issue, right? I mean, there's, by now there's dozens, if not hundreds of, of really important issues that are kind of clamping down on us. How do we know which ones are the ones to take a stand on? Because there, there's a lot of energy that goes into taking a stand. Well, for me or for the, the masses, because uh, I think most people, they live there, they don't even, they're not in tune with what's going on. And I can, I know that for a fact, I put, I'll put something we're debating on on Facebook and, and no one knows it because, you know, they're busy living their lives. They're raising their kids. They're going to work. They're trying to get to make sure that they do their job right. And, and in New York, keeping their job, okay, making sure they're not the next one leaving New York State. And uh, they, don't, they, they really don't have time to pay as much attention as they should be, especially now with, uh, with the supermajorities going so far left. Uh, really upsetting uh, the, the the normal everyday life of people right now. So uh, it's 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 really tough for them, you know. So it's 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 a fine line. How do you you know? A lot of people. I ran into someone yesterday at the gym who didn't like my take on something, and uh, I said, "Well, where did you get that from?" And he said, "Why well, I, I saw it." And I said, "That was six years ago." He <laughs> said. You're looking at something that was six years ago and is totally irrelevant in New York State now. It's, so I don't know what you're even talking about. But that's, again, someone heard something, saw me, and made a comment about it, not having any clue what they were talking about. Zero. I mean, it was, it was a totally uh, 100% wrong. And, you know, how do you, how do you combat that? Because they, you know, cause they just heard something, and, and like anybody else, they, they, they took it for truth and didn't do their own research or facts. Yes, because it's it's easy, like you said. We're busy people. We got families. We got jobs. We're just trying to you know pay the bills, make ends meet. Um, it's so easy and it's so tempting to let other people do the thinking for us, and then we just kind of parrot what we've heard, and then sure. we think, okay, yeah, this is this is what I believe because somebody else said it, and I agree with it. <laughs> exactly. So, so it's a it's a tough it's a tough thing. You know, my goal. Um, I feel it's like the Great Commission. I'm going to just keep going out and uh, and telling people the truth. And here's and my belief. And and uh, you know, hopefully they 
they uh, feel the same way or, or, or partially, you know, and keep listening to what people, other people say on different subjects because I tell people I'm not. People ask me stuff uh, on, on something and, 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 and I have no clue. And I, and, and I don't, I'm not one of those people who try to tell you, oh, give you an answer. I just, I'll tell them right up and say, you know what? I don't know that at all. Let me, let me look into it. You know, let me make a phone call or something. Cause I have no clue what you're talking about. I tell people that all the time. If it's something, you know, cause everyone has their own little issues and problems and I'm, I don't know them all. So people, you know, Hey, and I had a guy today on a home inspection. Hey, these home inspectors are doing A, B, and C. And I said, I don't know anything about it. Let me make a phone call. Let me see if I can find something out, you know, because I'm not an expert on that, but my job is to try and help and try and, uh, try and research that stuff to help them. So that's what I do. Right, right. And yeah, and no man can be all things to all people. And, you know, I, I only know one man who can. And we, it, it's the man that we both agree on, right? It's Jesus Christ. Right. He's all things to all people. The rest of us, that's <laughs> way above our pay grade. So, so yeah, and, and telling the truth as much as we know it and understand it. You know, we believe that there is such a thing as truth. We might disagree on what that truth is. But if you believe it, then you might, you know, you, you, you do well to stick by what you believe. To not, it's not contingent on polls or popularity. If you believe it, you believe it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and if you have another idea, then show me, show me the evidence. Don't just parrot what somebody else told you. And, and, you know, if even God trusts us, right, he doesn't tell us what we need to believe. He says, hey, I've set before you blessings and curses, life and death. Now you choose. So if even God trusts us to come to our own conclusions, why would we, even if we're the most powerful political figure in the world, not trust people to make their own decisions unless we just want to be all powerful that's right that's right I'm, and I learned that a quick story was I learned that in, in 1999 as a trustee in the village of East Roy here my first year there was a gentleman named Lowell Dewey he was an engineer and I remember going to those meetings every week and um and, and as these issues from the village little village issues came up I'd while people are talking about them, I'd be, have my own mindset. Be like, oh, well, this sounds like this. And then all of a sudden, this happened uh, dozens of times. Lowell, as an engineer, would say, well, you know what? Here's how this works this way. And, and he'd give us, he'd, give, he'd, he'd explain this in detail, how things work. And I'd be like, wow, I learned something. That's awesome. You know, and that's when I learned never to uh, just, you know, jump out at something to take it and, uh, 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 ciphered a little bit and uh, digested a little bit. I mean, because it seemed like every week there'd be an issue and all of a sudden he would have a different take on it. And he was right. You could, you know, and he was an engineer and he had this just, it was a great mind that he, and he'd give you this whole different argument and it'd show you. Right. So it wouldn't be like conjecture. It'd be, it was yeah. fact. It was like, well, this yes. is what this is yeah. going to do. Yep. And so, so I just, I never forgot that. That always sticks with me. Oh, yeah. I love engineers. I'm, I'm married to one. So, yes, I know this firsthand, right? Because everybody, yes, everyone yeah. has something that they can teach us, right? And even even the smartest, most brilliant engineer, they know this, too, because they're always learning. They, they've never come to a place where, like, well, I know it all. We're done. No. No, we're, you know, we're open to learning, but it needs, to, like you said, it needs to be not just based on, well, hey, I think this or I think that. No, we, we've been given brains for a reason that we can search, right? We can seek truth and we can find it. It is knowable, but it's not just going to fall in our lap or at least we have to open our eyes to it. So, yeah, yeah. So, David, I know we're, we're, sort of, we're coming in almost for a landing here, but, you know, we've been talking about, um, you know, some heavy things going on in New York State, and not just New York, but like we said, New York is kind of a flashpoint for um, the rest of the country, I think. Um, mm-hmm. There's intense things going on. You said, you know, we're in a race to the bottom, and, that, and that's it's kind of depressing. You know, it's not really great news, and nobody likes the idea of being uncomfortable or hard times ahead or suffering. But I want to I wanna talk about this a little bit because I think it's important. Um, not exactly a pep talk, but I think, I think there's something encouraging even in knowing that hard times are not are not the thing to do us in. So I don't, I, what would you say to somebody who's like, hey, I'm just, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, 
I just got to be honest. I, I hate the thought of of being in hard times, of, of maybe even experiencing some pain and suffering. Like, who who wants it? So, so what do I do? Well, um, there's two ends to this, and the, the political end. I tell people is is look, uh, you know, they've the 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 left. Okay, there's no such thing as a moderate Democrat anymore. So I, I talk to a lot of Democrats, especially in the Western New York area, because most Democrats up here are moderate. Okay, they, they've got their core beliefs, and, uh, but what's happening in New York City, which drives the whole state, uh, is going way too far. So I tell people, look, there's another election coming up in, in seven, eight months, and uh, you know we're going to have a chance to reset this. Okay, so stay strong. Okay, you've got your job. If you've got your job, okay, I tell people, well, just keep working hard. Okay, keep uh, keep your chin up and uh, politically, you know, get get a little motivated. Talk to some people, maybe get involved a little more. Even if you're a Democrat, get involved and let some of the local people. If you're unhappy with some of these things, like bail reform or or another issue, let them know that. Okay, because they're very sensitive. All politicians are very sensitive to what people say. So that's the one on the political end. I try to tell them to keep their chin up. And like I said, I'm going to be going out and trying to go around the state and and talk about the strive for more, you know, trying to, trying to put this whole pandemic in perspective and then say, look, okay, we can't stay in this mental quagmire we've been in for the last couple of years. We've got, it's time. Okay. And sometimes people just need to hear that. They just need to hear that. Yeah. Is it, is it time? Is today the day that, you know, we've got to move forward because we're just so sick of waiting for the government to tell us because the government's never going to get out of this. There's too much money. They're, they're trying to hold on to this, especially in New York. I mean, when were we the last city in the state to unmask our kids in school? I mean, it's, it's, so I, I want to tell people, you know, sometimes you just got to say, look, today's the day. Make that decision. We're going to move forward, okay? And then there's the spiritual end, which is, which is what I also, you know, if they want to hear it, I want to talk about it. You know, I, I love talking about Jesus. I love talking about as a Savior, you know, I talk to so many people, all my friends, as we're getting older, they're looking for the fountain of youth. <laughs> and I just have to laugh. I say, Jesus is the fountain of youth. All you have to do is get saved. Uh, and, you you know, you can live for eternity. I mean, God created this body. He's going to give you this body back, uh, unblemished, brand new, uh, with nothing wrong, totally forever. It's never going to age. So, you you know, what's you don't, you want to look everywhere else but the one true meaning. So I, I spiritually, I try to tell people, you know, get, get, you know, I, anything I can do to help them move forward, you know, give them a Bible, give them a track, uh, stuff like that. Talk to them about Jesus. Um, that's what I do. So there's a, it's a two edged two, two edged sword with me, two pronged. And I try to, and I hope that one leads into the other. Right. Well, I, yeah. I see a lot of overlap there because, you know, like you said, Today's the day, right? Today is the day. Move forward. You don't have to wait for someone else to tell you what you should think. That you That's have right. that ability to make your own choices, to move forward in a direction. And you know what? If you make a mistake, it's not the end of the world. Really, you know, you can be redirected. You can learn from your mistakes and move forward. But this idea, you know, you talked about the fountain of youth, right? And yeah, I think we all kind of want that. And I think we're looking back on the events of these past two years, which we're literally coming up on the anniversary, like in this next week when the world got really weird and shut down but we've kind of become obsessed with preservation right so the fountain of youth we've kind of looked at it okay well i want to i want to keep this going i don't want to you know nobody wants to see the income and we and our solution the past few years has been preservation mode safety mode lockdown mode stay in a bubble don't do anything stay safe stay safe stay safe you know this is an aside but i've been thinking about that why haven't we heard stay healthy right stay healthy Mm -hmm. is a more proactive message right it's because stay safe is all about fear where stay healthy is about being proactive so yeah yeah, so the fountain, the fountain of life, right? We can do lots of things, lots of good things in this life. But this life will come to an end one day. And then what? So right. that's what you're talking about. This is not just staying in this body as long as we can. Because, hey, even if we live to be 150 years old, it's not going to last forever. But the real fountain of youth lies in eternity, which is set in all of our hearts 
which God knew ahead of time. So he made a plan for us that we could experience it. That's right. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, David, how can God we... God bless you, Nance. <laughs> oh, right back at you. Right back uh, at you. So if people want to know what's going on with you, like even the, the Strive for More campaign, how can they find out? Uh, that's We're putting that together now, so it's not, we don't have it. But if you want to know anything about me, uh, uh, there's a couple. Uh, just get me on Facebook. Uh, uh, my name, Dave DiPietro, uh, you can follow. Or my assembly page, DiPietro for you, uh, DiPietro with uh, the number 4, Y-O-U. Um, you know, a bunch of different places that you can just follow along. And obviously on any of those pages, if you got any comments or questions, you know, just let me know. We answer everything, you know. Good or bad, you know, people don't like it, do like it, you know, we try to answer everybody. So, you know, if you got any questions or, you know, you know, then we'll keep you updated on different events coming up. Uh, we've got a nice uh, one thing in another month or two, we're gonna, a couple months, we're going to be doing a, a neat giveaway, uh, uh, which is a really right. cool event, you know. Oh, that's like so, gold now, right? So, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. And, you know, like I said, if anybody needs to get a hold of me, I'm glad to help. All right, sounds good. And I'll put all that in my show notes. But, um, David, thank you so much for being here today. God bless you, seriously, and what you're doing. And, hey, stay in touch with us so that, that we know how to, how to be thinking about you and those of us who are praying people can, can be holding you up. Lance, I'm proud to be a misfit. Thanks for having all me. All right. Hey, all right. Well, until okay. next time. Okay, take care. You too. Okay, so in review... Know what you believe and act on it. Sounds pretty simple. But whoever said simple was easy. I'm just glad that people like David DiPietro are here to show us it can still be done, even in these crazy times that we're living in. So like he said, if you want to get in touch with him or creep on him digitally, that is, we're not about doxing here, you can find him on Facebook or just really Google him. Uh, DPHO at New York State Assembly. Uh, that's D I P I E T R O. Um, and if you want to get in touch with or creep on us misfits, be on this here podcast, creep away at isleofmisfits.com. That's I S L E of misfits.com. And whether you believe just like I do or you got your own set of contrary beliefs, you are welcome. Because, like I said, there's a whole lot of ways to be a misfit. But any misfit worth their salt knows the world is a better place when we love on our fellow misfits. Keep our eyes open for beauty and truth. And, of course, own our awkward. So you keep practicing all those things, and we'll leave the misfit light on for you. Overwhelm me with your power. Rearrange me here and